0: (laughs) I
1: have not got all of my arms and legs inside of the vehicle And my tray is not in the upright position (laughs) But is your window shade down? Never (sighs) Ah No, you have to leave those up. You have open. to leave it up. I don't know why. Um, it's don't.
0: in the event of a crash that they can see in.
1: Ah, uh, that, that's Although, interesting and it makes sense. If the plane hits the
0: floor or water hard enough, that shutter's going to like, when the plane hits the
1: floor, when the plane hits the floor. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, sorry. Um. So, no, I haven't done anything different. Um... It's just we're using completely different equipment. And do you remember when we first started this? And I was like, I have to go through this program, this process of like adding both inputs and making an aggregate input and then splitting those. It kind of chimed out whenever you start (laughs) there. Well, now (laughs) I have realized that I don't need to do that. So I've purchased a new computer, which I'm going to, which we're now running on this kind of stuff. Um, And I've plugged in our USB audio interface. I will say it sounds a ton better
0: is that just your brain tricking you though
1: because no it's the new computer well maybe it might be um we'll see when we play this back um but yeah uh so now there's a whole load of configuration heartache that i now don't have to go through which is amazing because you just plug it in and away Boom, it goes, plug it in and away it goes. very um, soulful way of just explaining
0: the plug-in Think. <laughs>
1: Ever since USB was created We had the concept well, no, cause of plug and play I was going to say
0: plug and play And then realised that that sounds slightly weird It's always been a weird phrase Like yeah you just got to get everything out of the box And then plug and play, <laughs> plug
1: and play baby. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: Save that one for the folly folder
1: Oh, that was a nice pop. (laughs) Um, Yes. uh, Hello. Welcome to Insert Plot Here, I think. Is that the one?
0: Sure. Yeah. We've got to make sure we differentiate this from the other podcast that we don't do, (laughs) as opposed
1: to this podcast that we don't do. I I got a text from Emma the other day, and she was like, I think she said something like, oh my God, we're going on a road trip. I can't wait to listen to the new episode of the podcast. And I was like, are you up to date? And she was like, yes. (laughs) Where are the new episodes? (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit. Sorry, Emma. Um, here you go. Um, You're welcome. But no, congratulations are in order for Jake. <laughs> He's um, finally exchanged contracts on the house and he will be moving imminently. in two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks time. So another gap in the podcast. <laughs> another gap in the podcast while uh, Jake gets his life sorted. But the upside is, is one of the perks of this new purchase that I have made is we can actually do the podcast remotely. Like we can I can I can come to your house now. You don't have to come to the depths of my sister's bedroom to sit at my desk and start <laughs> and record this goddamn podcast. Um so hopefully you may see a slight uptick in consistency after a very brief downward Inter-ball. spiral.
0: <laughs> well, downward spiral is exactly what it is because and you would be proud and it hurt me the other day. Oh no. I went to the to the tip.
1: Did you? How much did you take? A full carload. Oh my God. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jake is a notorious hoarder. Uh, I lived with Jake for probably just shy of five years. Um, And I realized very, very very quickly
0: things like, Hi, my name's Jake. And I refuse to admit that I have a problem because I like stuff and that's what makes me happy. So, it wasn't really a problem. It Uh, it was a problem. I mean, to
1: be. (laughs) It was only a problem in your bedroom. Like when we lived together. Oh, that's
0: what every woman's ever said to me in my life. (sighs) (laughs)
1: honest to god stop it um no but it was only ever stuff in your bedroom like there was never any clutter in the communal spaces that's fine but then obviously when you and amy moved out no my desk the whole the whole place became your personal space (laughs) so it just kind of exploded out of that one room and then infected the entire house infected is the word really Mm. and then you've got two cats and a gecko and the shed oh the shed just mo- to to be fair, it's mostly populated by my granddad's things. It is oh. that rather large wooden truck. Oh, that's going to be such a dick to move because oh. it is about half an inch
0: narrower than any door frame ever constructed. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I've been taking stuff to the dump. Okay. I've with tonight's another six ba- black bags of Ooh, rubbish to go out.
1: Ouch! From
0: other things that I've thrown away
1: six whole black bags. I mean
0: two of them are Amy's, but that's in we, the grand
1: we, scheme of in the grand scheme of the amount of toot that you have created in that house. If Amy has two black oh, bags, Oh, that's,
0: that's a correct ratio for how much stuff she has versus how much stuff I have. So, we've thrown away the same amount respectively.
1: I think it's mostly because what Amy owns are are like tiny plastic figurines. Yeah, she ain't throwing those away. Oh, my God. Pop vinyls. Pop vinyls. They've got their own shelf. Don't they have their own like actual full on unit with built in yes. lights? Yes. Yeah. Wow, it's like my mum and BB beep beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Oh my god. It's, my like, mom, my mom, beep, it's <laughs> like my mum and beep It's like my mum and beanie babies in the nineties. Do you remember that craze? The yes, beanie baby craze.
0: Isn't she also now like has a net worth of three point eight million pounds because of how what, my much mother? worth yeah.
1: Do you think I'd be sitting Just, doing this podcast if my mother had a net worth of three and a half yeah, billion all, pounds? But it's all, ti- it's all tied up in Beanie Babies. No, no, no. She uh, she very much got caught in, in the slump. Oh, So, no. like, what happened with Beanie she Babies? She nft her way out of Beanie Babies. Literally. <laughs> actually, like, literally. You need to... So, there's a film on Apple TV Plus mm. called... Um, the beanie craze or something like that and it's it's very oh, it's good full, it's a full film you know blown what it was film. you know what the early
0: prediction there if you look at the stocks and shares and the actual data in the market when they started bringing them back into happy mills cash in
1: no no so let me get gi- i'm going to give you the beanie baby 101 the <laughs> bb101 the bb whatever the bb101 <laughs> BB right so the the beanie babies that had the value hmm. were the bears so it originally started as like animals and they had like yeah, big eyes and they were everything. really cute blah yeah, blah blah yeah, yeah. and then it went to the bears and they would have they they would like limit production of these bears I and they would introduce was so lore. they would introduce like different versions like the princess diana bear i think there were like four different versions of this and one of them was so rare that they would go for about 50 grand on ebay
0: I was gonna make a really inappropriate joke. <laughs> I've
1: just seen her die again on the television. Let's not do that. Was but that the fourth bet. No, don't I'm don't not. do this. Keep it, yeah. <laughs> keep it in, and keep it for offline. Um, it's an but, inside thought. But all of the like, so there's a there was a peace bear, and it was there was this there was this stock market that was built around this beanie baby craze, and my mum bought in on it. Initially, and what the fuck is it? Why I'm do you try look try like that? <laughs> trying to hold it.
0: Physical convulsions. Trying to hold it. I am gonna send it myself. It's fine. Oh, okay, I am with it. I'm so, with it. I'm back. my
1: mum bought into this craze in like the mid to late nineties when it was taking off, um, and she she built like a whole community on eBay around this. Like, there was, there was Please this. tell me
0: out there, there is a Facebook page where your mum is like gold admin.
1: No, but it would be like that if it were to happen now. There were like eBay communities, and people would trade bears, and like my mum would. It was legitimately like trading NFTs. My mum would buy a bear from America when the when like the conversion rates on the dollar were really good, and she'd bring it to the UK and then sell it. Right, and I remember in our first house in um in our first house mm. in the town where we moved when my mum got married, we had this big bookshelf. That instead of being full up with books, was filled up with Beanie Babies, and we had like display shelves. So it would like stagger the Beanie Babies on That's the incredible. shelf, and when you walked into the room, it lit up, and you'd just see all Let's of see. the I really want to find a picture of it because my mum was obsessed. And then one night, like one day, on the bubble, my mum just sold them all. She yeah. literally just got rid of them all, and like there's a couple that she kept, but hmm. that <laughs> she, I think she made. I think I've lost my head. Oh, there we go. I think she made. I don't think she made like a lot of money over like a long period of time. Mm. But I think there was. I think she she didn't make a loss. There was a gain. I think there was a, a net gain. Anyway, slight divergence for the first ten minutes. Welcome to insert plot here. I haven't sung yet. My name's Matt. You did, and I'm Jake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hello. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to hear you for some reason. Hear me there we go you're back people just chime me out anyway don't be don't be rude to yourself always um so we are back to our regular schedule program last this week because last week me and jake sat on my sofa and we wrote a plot each so that we had two episodes in the back <laughs> um and we don't how know many if, weeks in a month matt how many weeks in a month For no what? idea <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say say to you is that there is a very high chance that this is the same film that we've <laughs> written a plot for. Um, and you're going to have to tell me, because it's my plot this week, so if it is the same film, <clears throat> we're going to have to diverge next week. Yeah, yeah. But the first segment, as always, is the quote. <laughs> Don't quote me on it! Also, I've compared
0: our podcast to, like, a loot crate drop. I'm sorry, you've done what? So, rather than it being... Once a week, or once every other week, or once a month, or once in wherever we decide. It's more of a, it just drops into your feed, and everyone's like, oh! It's rare. And by everyone, you mean the four people that listen to us. Uh, last time we looked, it was 12. It was 12. So, there you go.
1: I'm quite excited about the Don't Quote Me On It, though. Like, Don't quote me on it, because I
0: have verged away... From God's light, I have been taking left and right turns all over the place to mix up the intro, and I feel like it's back to El Clasico.
1: El Clasico. You know? Yes. I'm I'm quite excited about it. So, what have you got for me, Drake? Is Are we still in spoopy season because we've got a lag? No, I've moved. Oh, right. (laughs) Fine, fine. It's nearly Christmas season, though. I know. We've got... I've got some ideas for Christmas. That worries me. We're going to do Christmas movies. That worries Can you imagine me. when we get to Easter, there's only one film? It's Passion of the Christ. Well, spoiler, I now know what's coming. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, I'm going to write it in a really cool way. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't die.
1: <laughs> oh God, he lives forever and is the disco diva.
0: They turn, you know, like those p- films where it's someone reading a book and then it's the actual film and it goes back to the old man in front of the fireplace and he's like, "That was the story of Jesus." And then turns on. the last page and says, "Any depiction of characters in this film are completely coincidental and is not based on anyone in real life." And it's got like that little disclaimer at the end. And goes,
1: "Well, I don't remember this page being in the back of the Bible." Uh, this, uh, th- yeah, disclosure statement. Uh, this story may or may not have been based on the story slash book that may or may not be based on real life events. <laughs> the big book. <laughs> the book of rules.
0: Oh no. Oh no. So actually I said I deviated and I've come back to classic. I've not. I've just gone for a straight up quote to see whether you'd get it.
1: Okay. just to just to see if I'm if I'm if I'm on form. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I think you will know the film. I've yes. not seen this for hecka time.
1: Hella time. But
0: have fond memories of the bits I can remember.
1: Oh, that, is it George of the Jungle?
0: No, just because we just because we <laughs> spoke about it earlier. So this is a two-parter. It's, a, it's a, the two quotes in this. No, it's one quote, but there's two people.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So oh, that makes it easier. I feel.
0: Well, then why is she called Aunt Fanny? Couldn't call her Aunt Booty.
1: Robots. Damn it. <laughs> no. I knew you'd get. I that could one. hear. I could hear that in in. I could hear that in Ewan McGregor's voice, and in Robin. We yeah, have Robin Williams. Robin Williams' voice, yeah. And I knew that was and be an easy I can also hear in the background. Um. Oh, what's her name? Hang on, I had the house oh. up earlier because
0: I knew we were going to end up talking about this. Here oh go. my
1: God! <laughs> Halle Berry. No. The the.
0: Paula Abdul.
1: No. Liz- Jennifer.
0: Bliss. No. Amanda Bynes.
1: No. Jennifer Coolidge. That's the one, Jennifer Coolidge. She is Aunt Fanny. She is. I told you, she's Aunt Fanny, and she has a very Aunt Fanny esque voice. She does. Mm. She so, does indeed. That was so what? brief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was brief. <laughs>
1: What did you um what what sparked you on to robots? Because did I was you thinking watch it? the other day. <laughs> no,
0: although I do think I'm going to go back and watch it now. 2005 is when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking going back to sci-fi quotes and then thought we've done a couple of animated but we've not really gone into the kids sci-fi bit because when I looked through a list of kids sci-fi films, yeah. Obviously there's good bad and there's bad bad. We've had that debate. So, you know, Spy Kids. It's good, good bad. bad. It's good, bad. Let's see. Thank right. Christ. And then there was other ones on there. There was about 10 films between the mid to late 2000s. Right. And I know we weren't kids then. Yeah. But things like Big Hero 6, we weren't kids when that came out, but that was a good, phenomenal good. film. Good, good. There were about 10 films where I thought, what the straight to DVD post office is this nonsense? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fair. And it is just a coin toss, but unfortunately it's not a 50-50. No. It seems to be like an 80-20. Uh, yes, 80-20. And as much as it irritates me, the only good ones were things like Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks. You know, all of your your standard ones. There were no little team, kind of little production stuff based on... Kid sci-fi films. I could I I am willing to sit corrected. I am willing to be told otherwise or pointed out if there are any other hidden gems out there. But for the most part, it's those three studios that seem to knock out the good ones.
1: Let us know in the comments. Can you comment? No. No. Uh, no, <laughs> well, you can on Instagram, but I haven't posted there in months. Because I have a life and I don't earn any money from this. I need to stop saying that because I sound <laughs> like a beggar. But it's I watched Elementals. Have you, have you heard about this new... Is this the Marvel one? No, it's a Pixar animated thing. And it's uh, like these I've fire people yeah. go to a city that's kind of full of water people and earth people. And it's like the four elements. Original, um, Very original, but also very in the similar vein as like the rest of the Pixar films. Quite lighthearted. Obviously the trailer for um, Inside 2... Mm. <laughs> I'm not ready. I don't know how they've. I don't know how they've managed to justify introducing anxiety as an emotion, because the other five emotions, absolutely fine. I feel like they're emotions, but anxiety is just fear on steroids. I feel like I feel like and if they had introduced the potential for other emotions in the original film when you saw inside like the parents minds Mm. and there was like maybe people walking in the background and stuff, then it would have been more believable. But for her to now just have this new feeling that's now come up, I don't know. I I mean, they're going to play it off perfectly because they always do. Mm. But part of me is like, where was anxiety in the parents minds if this new emotion is just something that happens when you grow up? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. The
0: narrative. Although I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were having a very you similar. You listen to
1: other podcasts? <sighs> How
0: dare you! And they were going through the whole like, what other emotions would there be in a joking way? And like straight off the bat, they were like, "Come on now, you know there's one. They just won't touch it in a film, but you know there's one one emotion that sits in the back of the brain. What is it? It's the horn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Because that emotion's disruptive as
1: fuck. <laughs> also, not an emotion. <laughs> risk. But
0: could you imagine? Could you imagine the non-PG version of that? Like Inside Out Three after dark comes out. No. And it's just
1: <laughs> no, because she's like she's. No, in- that's what
0: later on. That's why I said Inside Out Three. <laughs> Come on, I'm not a fucking cretin.
1: Okay, good. Right. You saved yourself there.
0: Or it like flicks back to the parents and they're like you see the kid go to bed and there's just that one emotion that peers out from under the desk and it's like do
1: it <laughs> Do it, do it. Well no, but they kind of did that in the first do you remember they did that in the first film? Yeah. They had that um uh oh, put on the memory from like uh, when we were in um I think I think it was when they're in Mexico and it was mm. like the sexy barman. Um, and it was the oh no, it was the no, short. No, it was because, the short yeah, film. Yeah, because yep.
0: all of the emotions then start swooning. And you're like, mm.
1: that's not a joint effort. Yeah, but then it goes <laughs> one level deeper. It's like it <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> into this is... the emotions, emotions. Oh no. Yeah. Anyway, some weird Truman Show shit. <laughs> oh no, ah, oh, the Truman Show still makes me feel itchy. Anyway, we're twenty minutes in,
0: which is about on par. For oh, us. okay, fine.
1: Fine, 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 fine. Um, and it's my time, my turn for the poorly written plot.
0: Time. I'm going to move my hat up so my ears are exposed and ever so slightly tilted forward for the full Machu experience. <laughs>
1: oh my God. It's like it's I stereo. need I to take so a better. photo of this, please. <laughs> Thank you. That's perfect. That will be going on the Instagram. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. I actually look like an elf. <laughs> yes, well you are. Um, so, the plot this evening was mm-hmm. delicately written by myself. Last week? I know, I watched over your shoulder. Oh, oh yes, I did it in here. Not at what you wrote, yep. just over so, the shoulder. I'm not 100% sure you've seen this film, mm-hmm. but hold all questions till the end, please. But
0: what if I'm busting?
1: Well, then you can ask. But raise your hand. <laughs> And say, uh,
0: flashbacks to a previous work in life. <laughs> no.
1: When I am holding the stick, no one else in the room can talk. <laughs> oh, God. You, am I a teacher? No, I don't want to be a teacher. Um, if you okay. were, you'd be bullied. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I just need a little uh, sippy sippy. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. fucking dare. <laughs> okay. Slurpy. So, I want you to use your imagination on this one. I'm good at that. Think of one of those old American towns, the ones with the old wooden post box standing outside the front of a house. The wind is blowing. There's something. There's some thick dust in the air. You could cough just looking at it. Have a. Are you? Are you there? Are you in? Are you in the beyond? I think I've gone
0: too far. I think I'm in saloon Midwest. Kind of. Oh, oh I'm, I'm in the right. Okay, yeah, yeah you're I in the right direction. direction. Like, timed machine. Four, so let's
1: it. let's focus on the post box. Mm-hmm. This is no ordinary post box. Well, I mean, it kind of is. It's delivering something. The flag is up. At least I think that's how it works post in America. Box. Is if it, post no. boxes don't deliver. No, no. You deliver to no, the postbox. No, they do box. in America. You put your post in it and you put the, the flag up. The postman delivers. And no, it can do the other way around. I think anyone in America, correct me, but if you put post in the postbox and put the flag up, the postman collects your mail and takes it to you. So you don't have to go to a delivery officer or anything like that. We'll Google that Ooh, after. I don't... Okay. Mm. Anyway, either way. The flag's up. Um, In the distance, we hear the faint sound of a UPS truck hurtling down the road. Sponsored. And it it pulls up next to the post box. An arm pokes out of the van, opens the hatch, and pulls out a parcel. Address, Earth, for the attention of everyone. The arm retracts into the van and speeds off into the sunset. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention it's night time now. Um, Oh, because that's making a difference. (laughs) There's a passage of time. Um, The van pulls up to a camping site in the middle of the desert, throws out the parcel and scarpers away onto its next delivery. David pops his head out of one of the tents and calls to the rest of his team. One by one, they emerge and take a look at the parcel on the ground, intrigued and definitely ready to see what's inside. I will say, if you've seen this film, you will get this within the next three paragraphs. The group gather inside one of the tents and look around at each other, waiting for someone to make the first move. Jake, Sarah, Hugh and Annie eventually all point their gaze to David, and he eventually realises he's been chosen. He picks up the box and delicately untapes the lid. Inside sits a rather cute-looking octopus with some drops of water covering his shiny green skin. He's small, clearly a baby, but he does look quite weird. They decide to name him Frank. The more time they spend with Frank, the more time they realise he's not like anything they've ever seen before. For the last few days, he's been perfectly happy being observed in his tank. I think I know where this is going. And even shows signs of friendliness to the rest of the team, taking a special interest in David. Mm Mm-hmm. The next morning, the team gather around Frank for the daily checks on his progress. Overnight, it seems he's grown into a very large octopus, and his colour has changed. Bright red now. He has anger in his eyes. He yeah, has he's... eyes? <laughs> yeah, octopi have eyes. <laughs> octopi have eyes. Octopus. <laughs> Octopuses have eyes. Uh, I think. Someone Google that for me. Of course they um, do. <laughs> Um, thinking he's hungry, the team feed him a number of different insects they've found in the desert. It's clear he's taken a liking to the extra protein and when David takes the opportunity to feed him by hand Frank attaches himself and begins to break David's bones one by one. Yeah, see I told you, you get this in the first. As you can imagine Compose yourself please, I've not finished my plot (laughs) I'm with you Okay, will move you. Because you look high as fuck right <laughs> now. <laughs> like, <laughs> very tired. <laughs> as you can imagine, this is starting to look pretty bad for the rest of the team, as David and Frank's relationships. Oh my god! As, Wait, Dave, as sh- David, sh- sh- <laughs> as David, as David and relationships. Oh Christ! Oh my god! Okay, let's get start together that again. Okay. <laughs> as David and Frank's relationships. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just been slapped. Oh my god. Um as David and Frank's relationship takes a turn for the bloody and David unfortunately leaves this mortal coil.
0: <laughs> Unfortunate Well, you didn't even say like he went out to go and get milk and cigarettes. Just no. straight up pieced
1: out of life mode. Pieced out, bruh. Um The team rapidly disband running this way and that. Hugh makes a beeline for the radio. Their bosses haven't heard from them in a while because they've been so distracted by their new frenemy. Frank sees this, clearly smarter than everyone thinks he is, and chases after him on his many, many legs. Launching onto Hugh's back, but not before he manages to scream help us through the radio. Now our team are two people down, and we're looking at some hellish massacre in the middle of the desert. Go figure, it's not like any other plot we've done here before. As time goes on, Frank manages to find the hiding places of each of the rest of the team. And some of these hiding places have been quite cunning, including kitchen cabinets and the like. Sarah and Annie are the next to meet their end, unfortunately. Hiding in a tent towards the rear of the campsite, hmm. right near the fire, hoping the, heat, ho- hoping the heat would discourage Frank from finding them. Hoping they would survive and seeing their plan to hide from Frank, Jake makes a dash for the door. Fumbling with the keys to the VW campervan on the edge of the campsite. <laughs> desperate to escape the carnage to some kind of safety. Damn these old cars. He can't seem to find the right key. And he hears the muffled screams as of, his, uh, of his colleagues as he eventually gets the car started. Relieved, he drives west, straight into town. Just about ready for a Starbucks, a cry and a good nap. Oh my god, that's
0: so hard dude. Now.
1: <laughs> now, you remember when Hugh managed to call for help? It seems that someone was on their way, or at least anticipating their return. Lucy sees something in the distance. A glittering catches her eye. It's the company-provided camper van, and it still has the lights on. She cautiously approaches, worried, especially when the team missed their check-in after their frantic distress call. Through the windscreen, she sees a sea of red. Not blood, but frank, as he's grown out of control piggybacking on Jake's journey she mistakes Jake's screams screams of warning for screams of help and she foolishly opens the door
0: and it gobbles them all <laughs> the irritating thing is i cannot remember the name of the I film it. i knew it but i know cuz this is
1: i think it was a straight for t- i think it was a straight to netflix but it's got quite a it's got a quite a star-studded cast it's actually. Because
0: the the main guy that forms the relationship is the one from Star Wars, isn't it? Huh? I forget his name. He's also in Dune.
1: Is that the guy? No, but there is someone from Dune in this film.
0: <laughs> it's the it's the Thingy Atreides. No. Am I thinking of someone else? Yes. And I know who you're thinking of. Yeah.
1: Um, so Names escape
0: me But this is the one where they're in the ship And it's the little black blob That's all like cutesy wootsy We found an alien in space, let's learn from it And then it just goes into the vents and murders them all
1: Yep Yeah. So the cast of the film And mm-hmm. the more I tell you the cast Maybe the more you'll remember the name It's a single word I can, I can
0: visually see the entire 90 minutes oh, In yeah. a flash in my brain I so, just cannot tell you the bit at the start where it flashes up the name of the film, which it doesn't <laughs> in most films,
1: but still, it's very strange because my choice of names in this mm-hmm. was completely random. But the main character is called David, huh. and is Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Rebecca Ferguson, who is the mother from June. Hmm. Uh yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh, of course. Uh, I think they're the only people that you'll know.
0: I don't know the name of it, but I know the film. So
1: the film is called Life. That's the one. And I did check our spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't done it yet. No. So, yeah. What did you think of this film?
0: I really enjoyed it. Because it was the darker side of, oh, look, we found this mysterious blob. And they all enrolled into the School of Fucking About, and they graduated with flying colours in Finding Out,
1: because- Hang on, no, no, I need to stop you there. (laughs) 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 You've never heard that one. Hang on, no, I've- (laughs) I need you to tell me that again, please. It's attending the School of Fuck About and Find Out. Yeah, but the way you said it was like they, <laughs> they attended went the
0: school of fuck about and they and graduated. graduated with flying colours in Finding Out. <laughs> 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 like, I'm sorry, Matt. Like, I know we've seen sci-fi films, we've seen horror films oh where you're God. like, the whole part of it is, don't open the door. Or you see them fumbling for the car keys and you're like, just press the button. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's mm-hmm. a trope in film. But a strange wiggly sentient blob sails its way into your life in space,
1: and you go, Let's feed it shit and see what happens. Well, but this is the thing because, like, it's not quite as simple as that. Like, the way they find Frank in my story is he's picked up from an expedition on Mars, like an unmanned Mars mission. Mm. I think it's Mars. And they detect life. And that's the whole reason for this, ex- is to go and discover life mm. that they've found on Mars. Oh, I get That's so, part of an
0: experimentation.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, the, like, the first bit is, it, this is a big thing for us as, like, the human race. When mm. you take, like, horror Absolutely. and sci-fi trope out of it, they even have, like, a Zoom call where they connect to a school on the ground, and the school comes up with the name for the monster. But it wouldn't happen. No one would ever know about this discovery until we knew... Well, whatever. First off, you would never have the back kind of bandwidth in space for a Zoom call. <laughs> just
0: waiting for the team school to load is like
1: boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> just, just Mate, like... I've got 150 meg internet here, and Zoom still struggles. And they've got some fast connections up to space. Mm. Like this line of sight, man. You point yep. a laser. Pew 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 pew. But pew. Yeah, um, yeah, I quite enjoyed this film. I thought that. It moved quite quickly, and there weren't enough safeguards in place like well, I think the
0: whole the whole point of the the horror aspects of this was no matter how many safeguards they did have, this thing could circumnavigate because it was intelligent enough to figure that out mm-hmm. it worked out that it could go through vents, it could work out this this and that you know we've tried to use heat, but it still figures out like how does it know mm-hmm. that that part of the unknown on something is smarter than us, yeah, should terrify us in our lizard brain,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but nothing does. Like, you know, me and you were just talking earlier about the um, that new Netflix game show that's basically a parody of Squid Games. Yeah. Like, there have been horror films about people doing parodies of stuff hmm. and it going wrong. Hmm. And, like, Squid Game was uh, was meant to be scary. Like, it was meant to make you feel uneasy. Yeah. Like, why would you create something... Do <sighs> you hear that? The pastures are far. I can hear the
0: cows. I can hear the moo of the money the, cow. The money cow.
1: No. 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 That sounds like a cat. Meow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when you milk a money cow that much, it starts to hurt. turns into a
1: pussy. <laughs> I,
0: d- I don't. What's the What's the people that thought they could turn everything into gold? Alchemists. Alchemist? Yeah, you're an alchemist, <laughs> but with animals. <laughs> like, if I milk a cow enough, it turns
1: into a cat. <laughs> Now. Yeah, I just think it's. We. Terrifying the lizard brain is something that no longer happens in society. I feel like that's a problem,
0: though. It most definitely is. Charlie Brooker's just sat there, like, I'm cashing in on that lack of lizard brain because well, none of y'all realize.
1: But did you not hear. Did you not hear what he said about the reason he hadn't created any Black Mirror episodes in so long? <laughs> yeah, because everything was fucked. He was like, because you've already fucking enacted most of it. Yeah. Like, I ain't got to write shit. I'm watching it.
0: I'm the guy with the popcorn. It's that Bo Burnham. How how about I sit on the couch and watch you next time? I
1: uh, haven't seen it yet. It's because you're a dick. <laughs> At this point, it's just out of principle.
0: I know. And you're the one who's missing out, so I'm over it.
1: I No, you're not. No. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um, want to enjoy the experience of you enjoying the
1: experience. We diverge slightly. But yeah. Yeah, I think Life is, Life is one of those movies. I've watched it a few times now. Um, and it's one of those ones where I and this happens with a lot of sci-fi movies and I don't really know why, mm. is I sit there and I look at it and be like, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do this? No, but why do think... you do that? Why... I always In my head, I'm like, I would have solved the... this yeah. like that. But
0: one, that's part of the trope that fits it and two, if they did, it would be a very short film.
1: Oh, yeah, because all you do is you open the window in that lab. Just like, that lab <laughs> that lab should have been created with an incineration function. Hmm. And I remember something was incinerated. Like, there was a whole. No, they tried place. to, but
0: it climbed into the vent.
1: Yeah, and uh, well, it climbed into... But, like, that whole thing...
0: But that should be air gap. The, the vent for the lab should not be connected to the vent in your bedroom. Uh,
1: the whole thing should be, like, hmm. gravity and uh, everything-gapped. Yeah,
0: and I think for the sake of keeping a relative amount of continuity and also having a plot that's engaging, there has to be that surely not, surely, surely how was no one realised that that car's full of petrol and someone lit a cigarette like, come on, like, that, that's part of the surely, experience yeah,
1: surely these people who have been trained by NASA to literally go up to space and do this job hmm. would know how to deal with the situation it's that classic trope of have you heard that, th- I can't believe we've never spoken about this before, but Me with those kind of sci-fi movies is I could have solved that by now, and it's that classic thing where they say if you ask a man if he if you ask any man if he thinks he could land a Boeing seven four seven with help from (laughs) it,
0: because I've played
1: enough flight sim. No, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, you just saying that supports my point, which is great. But it is like, Mm. and you you ask some people, and they think about it for a second, and they're like. Well, yeah, with help from air traffic control. Hmm. I mean, you—you you genuinely do you genuinely believe that? No, because Go, well, it's no, interesting because, because I was I reading on do. this
0: because there was a Reddit post on this where someone—it was an "Am I the asshole?" and they were like, "My wife shot me down in front of all of our friends at a family barbecue
1: on the weekend because I'm a restaurant manager, but I play flight simulator, so yeah. I say I'm a <laughs> pilot." <laughs>
0: and, they, and then someone was like, "No, I've got a cousin that works in air traffic control. He can't fly a plane." Yeah. So they'd have to call a pilot in to then come into air traffic control like within two minutes to then come and do that and then still explain it. Yeah. Although the weird thing I found out, and I don't know whether this is completely true. Is this I back
1: didn't... on the subject of the film?
0: No flights. Oh God. final point before we go back. I don't know whether this is completely true, whether I misread it or how much fact it is steeped in, because I didn't do enough research. But I'm pretty sure. That only one in five airline flights are actually manually put down to the ground. Yeah. A lot of it's overseeing the yeah. automated systems do it. Yeah. But I don't know whether that's takeoff landing or the bit in the middle. I can't quite remember the
1: facts. So I don't wanna Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it. I mean, the Again, last point on this before we go back to the film. Mm. Um but we, I, I was under the assumption that autopilot did everything other than take off and landing mm. but the last time i heard that was probably about 10 years ago so yeah. things probably could have changed since and then. i'd
0: never devalue the the worth of a pilot i'm not saying like oh you're just sat Apart there watching from the pilots are
1: right no it's not their fault bitch that is the only airline where I feel like I've had my insides jumbled when we hit the ground. Like Even EasyJet does a little smooch and like gets me to the terminal. Ryanair's like It's because you didn't
0: pay the smooth premium.
1: I always pay for the premium with Ryanair. Always. No, but the smooth
0: premium. Either way, I would never devalue that and say that they're just sat there watching buttons because they are highly skilled and highly trained individuals. Yeah, but
1: I, also, I'd need training to watch that many buttons. Mm. Even if that is what they're doing, mm. I still... Anyway, back to the film. Back to the film. The biggest downfall that they had,
0: and I think it's... If you remove the suspension of disbelief in regards to all of the... That vent, this, 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 that. They personified the little bastard.
1: Oh, yeah. By giving him a name that was, that was given to him by children. Thing. They yep. personified
0: it. He was all like, mm mm-mm, mm-mm. You do not know or understand or could even fathom the baseline of what this thing comprehends and how it will behave.
1: Mm -mm. Never give a mollusk that you find in space a name, because you will die. That is the first rule of of life. (laughs) I was like, there's a thing
0: about wanting a dog for Christmas or something along those lines. A
1: A dog's for life, not just for Christmas. It's like a
0: space alien is for experiments, not just for naming
1: but it doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing that keeps the one thing that jumps out, well, a couple of things that jumps out, jump out for me in life in terms of the casting, I think was really well done because it had some like it has some A list people for very much what feels like a B list sci fi movie mm. that you know probably would have been, of well, admittedly, like a little bit worse. But like there was there were really it good people have got as much traction or attention. It was relatively well written in terms of dialogue um and all of oh that yeah, kind nothing of stuff
0: nothing stood out as a uh,
1: yeah and as with everything in space the lighting and the music are what makes it creepy mm-hmm. but the thing that sticks out to me is the ending of that film like you knew it's coming Yep. you but still when he lands in the i heard someone's belly gurgle that may have been me <laughs> <laughs> um anyway um, Hang on, I may have heard someone's belly
0: cut There's two of us in this room. Oh. So it's, it's either me face or face. You. it might be me. It's
1: um, but and
0: he's belly hungry for hands.
1: <laughs> when he gets when Jake Jenner Hall lands in Thailand. I think it's Thailand. And they come up and just open it.
0: Like, where like, is the you quarantine know, procedure?
1: You know that that's gonna happen. Like you you know that because there was one of the one of the escape pods was going out into space which is where frank should have been Mm. and then the other one was going to go back down to earth with the two people that survived Mm -hmm. and then it got mixed up Mm -hmm. so then frank ended up in the ocean and the poor sod who had a decent chance of surviving is floating off into space ejected and it's one of those things where they, they don't fully tell you they don't fully show you what's happening until it lands in the ocean yeah and the two fishermen come up and wipe the thing off, and Jake Gyllenhaal's sitting there going, "No, oh my god!" And it's and it's one of those things where you just go, "Fucking knew it." Yeah. And it's like, but it feels so satisfying, and I actually, actually, really enjoyed it.
0: And it doesn't then show anything more. Yeah, that's it's it. Implied.
1: Yeah, because you as you as the watcher can then be like, "The world ended. Goodbye." Yeah.
0: The important thing to recognise then in the film industry is that that's not an invitation for a sequel. Yeah. And I think that. What unravels things sometimes.
1: Because then you could just play, you know, like any other apocalypse movie. And that would be, oh my God, that's what Frank did. Hmm. Yeah. Ate everyone. So how many, how would you rate that? How would you you rate that film?
0: Hmm. I would rate that three starfish out of two whales.
1: Oh, that's a very impressive (laughs) rating. Actually, no, because the scaling's off there. That's awful. (laughs) We need to come up with an actual scale, though, I think. No, we did. It wasn't popcorn. We did, and then we didn't. Was it popcorn? I don't know. How many popcorns would was you throw at this? I think that's what we yeah. came up with. It was like how mu- how much popcorn was spilt. How yeah? How much popcorn was spilt? How many popcorns would you throw at the what, screen what after seeing this? What threshold of
0: popcorn made it to my mouth? Yeah. With this,
1: I would say on,
0: I would say eighty percent of the popcorn made it into my mouth, only because interesting the remaining twenty was the unpopped kernels in the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Which I could have, I could have munched through, but it's a lot of effort, and I weren't really feeling it. And I'm an old man bits... now. My teeth are gonna
1: crack. Yeah, and you're gonna yeah. get
0: that skin of it like jammed in your yeah. gum for three yeah, weeks. Yeah, all right,
1: all right. God, Satan.
0: <laughs> yeah, like like halfway through the film, I was digging through and I was like, kernel oh, digging through kernel.
1: See, I would say the same. Um, I'd say 80% of the popcorn made it into my mouth, but the 20% aren't from the kernels. The 20% is like stuff that dropped on the floor when I jumped. <laughs> right, because <laughs> there's. There's Ooh. a couple of ju- there's a couple of jumpy bits in that movie. Like oh, yeah. I'm um, I'm quite impressed with it. But yeah. Okay. Well that was fun. We Ooh. saved a load of time because I got your quote immediately. Yeah. Make it harder next time, but not too hard, because I feel sad when you do that.
0: <laughs> so I've got to find the happy medium. Yeah. Just enough edging. Yeah. Okay.
1: Also don't be tired next time. Yeah. Miserable bastard.
0: Putting things in boxes and throwing things away is surprisingly the, tired. You are in there. Yeah. We'll check tired? in we'll tire in.
1: We'll, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check in with you guys when Jake moves.
0: There may there may be a a sneaky little in between episode, which is just me screaming maniacally for
1: five minutes when I eventually break. <laughs> oh my god! Do you know, actually, no, I'm going to hide a microphone in the house when Jake's moving, just to cat, and then that will be an episode. Who's in the moved my stewing pot? That's exact. That's going to be it.
0: my tape dispenser?
1: I hope you. I really look forward. I actually look forward to hearing that. I hope you do as well. Finals back in non-alphabetical order. That's a genuine
0: worry. I've labelled the boxes.
1: (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to BBC Radio (laughs) Four. This has been insert plot here. We now leave you with the maniacal, uh, the maniacal screams of Jake Morris as he moves his house. Thank you. Tune in next time. I'd like to hear some. It's back in the pint straw. Let's